The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, guys. Welcome to the first ever episode of Let's Get Dressed. It's your host, Liv Perez. Now, I know things look really different around here today. I'm sure so many of you opened up your Spotify, Apple podcast apps, and were like, what is that podcast? Did I subscribe to that? Wait, is that Liv? Wait. So I'm sure a lot of you are very confused, and I promise I have answers. I am so excited to be sharing our new podcast rebrand with you guys. We are saying goodbye to 10 amazing years of Friend of a Friend and welcoming in my new style show, Let's Get Dressed. I have so many emotions right now. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. This has been something that I have been thinking about for probably a little over a year, but I've been working on it daily with my team for the past six months getting it right to a point that I felt like it was worthy of ushering in a new era. Now, if you're a longtime listener, a friend of a friend, don't worry. We're not shaking things up too much. We're still going to have the same launch day, of course, the same host, and of course, still be talking about the thing that we all love most, which is fashion. We just needed a tiny facelift. It was time. And I honestly, I cannot wait to show you guys all the amazing things that we have in store. For those of you who don't know, a little backstory. Let's do a little friend of a friend history lesson for those of you who might be new here. I actually started friend of a friend when I was 20 years old. And fun little fact, for those of you who are listening on February 5th, Monday, tomorrow is my 30th birthday. So it's been 10 years of friend of a friend. I started friend of a friend when I was, I think, a junior in college, NYU, I was very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I was so ambitious and so eager. I swear I had like four different jobs and I was doing all the classes and I was doing anything I possibly could to make it in fashion. If I had made one connection in the industry, I was like, what can I do for you? How can we work together? I was so eager. I was honestly eager enough that by junior year, I was like, I'm going to start my own thing. I'm ready. I'm totally ready to start a company and go off on my own and run business finances. Oh, God. By the way, if you're in college and you're thinking of doing this, shoot me a DM. I will save you a lot of money and time. I promise there were so many mistakes that I made. But I was really excited at this idea of creating community online. Keep in mind, guys, this is like 2014, 2015. The idea of like an online destination with multiple writers talking about beauty, fashion, art, Travel was kind of a novel idea at the time, let alone for college students. It did really well. It really gave me a great platform and really set the foundation for me for the next 10 years. I met so many new people. I worked with so many great brands. And I was really able to put myself out there in the industry in a way that felt meaningful and gave me credibility. I truly reflect so fondly on those years and learned so much and put myself in so many challenging situations at such a young age where I learned really quickly. And I'm never going to be the person that's sitting here if you're in college listening right now saying, don't do it. I will always say do it because you'll hit the wall and you'll figure out how to get around it. It really was just a crash course in life really fast. Let's fast forward a few years later. I'd been running the blog. Everything was great. But I noticed a decrease in blogs. I noticed that that wasn't where the eyeballs were going. They were going to social media and they were going to this little thing called podcasts. And this was back in 2018. We launched Friend of a Friend, the podcast, in early 2019. I thought to myself, oh, if this group of people would want to come to this platform every day and learn something new, learn about a new creative, learn about a new beauty product, learn about the it place to travel, wouldn't they also want to listen to that in a more digestible way every day where they also have a greater opportunity to get to know me and connect as a community? 
absolutely yes. So I said bye to the blog and I launched Friend of a Friend, the podcast in 2019. Podcasts also at the time were kind of a novel idea. This was pre-pandemic. So no one was really podcasting at this time. And I absolutely loved it. I actually started it because a dear friend of mine who was a big techie was like, I listen to podcasts. You need a podcast. I'd also been doing a ton of public speaking at the time. So it just felt like a perfect fit. I loved that IRL connection. I loved the ability to be in someone's ear and really impact them in a visceral way. I was so excited about it and clearly still am. It's still my favorite medium. I'm sitting on a couch in my house right now and I just love that this is my safe space. It's my happy place. I love being able to communicate with you guys, share my thoughts and ideas and I really feel like I am in such a safe space to be able to share all the things that I love. So friend of a friend, the podcast thrived. We're going on year four last year. Now would be year five. And I really felt that feeling of contentment and something that I have always been really, really acutely aware of in my career is the fear of contentment. Anytime I feel good with something, I'm like, it's time to shake things up a little bit. I always want to be on my toes. I always want to be chasing the tail. I never just want to be cruising with something or feel like I'm on autopilot. And look, it makes sense. I had this thing for 10 years and I really feel like I got the juice out of the squeeze. But this was a tough one. Friend of a friend had been my baby. It had been the thing that had given me my career. It had been the thing that had given me my platform. So I felt really conflicted. A year ago, while I craved and kind of secretly was dying for a rebrand, I wasn't ready to kind of let it out into the world yet. It actually took me six months from the idea to actually bringing it up to my team and being like, I'm so ready for this. And the best part was that it was met with like a resounding like, yes, it's time. Let's do it. So thankful to my entire team at Dear Media for being so, so, so on board with all of my decisions and so supportive of everything I want to do with this platform. Thank you guys. But there was this like sinking feeling in this process that has been something that has been kind of like this monkey on my back for the last 10 years of my career. And it's something that I want to share because I think no matter what your job is, whether you're a creator, doctor, lawyer, whatever it is, it's something that we can all relate to. I was really scared at this idea of evolving, not only just in my personal life, but this big change, obviously, that I was about to go through, but I also was terrified of it on like a public scale. While I've loved growing up online and sharing everything with you guys, this idea of change and kind of switching gears is terrifying, almost to the point that I had like paralyzing fear of like, how am I going to evolve and change and grow up on this platform and take my audience along for the ride? Again, change is scary enough on its own, but then to have to share it with your community, oh my God, I just felt so overwhelmed by that concept. And I think the biggest problem was that I had put myself in this box of like my own limiting belief. And I was sitting here thinking like, oh, I am trapped by the box I created. I am trapped by this company friend of a friend. It has to be my thing forever. This is the thing I started. If I get rid of it, people are going to think I failed or that it flopped or that it wasn't successful or that I outgrew it. And like, that's stupid. Like, how could I outgrow something I started? I was really afraid of the judgment of outgrowing something. And I think this is something we all go through, like the fear of maybe outgrowing a relationship, the fear about growing a friendship, the fear about growing a job, all of these things that in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, if I'm outgrowing something, does it mean that I failed? And that's such a hard feeling to kind of reconcile with. And it was for me sitting here being like, wait, how could I get rid of this thing that really was my heart and soul for so long? 
this experience has really shown me that those limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves are completely imaginary. I just wanted to share that experience and how proud I am today of myself for just being like, no, like we can outgrow these things. It's okay. That's the point of life is to keep growing, keep building, knock it down again, rebuild it again, maybe point, paint it a different color, maybe change the fireplace. I don't know. I feel like I'm constantly redesigning the inside and outside of my house that I like to call my life. And I really am so excited about that challenge. And this feels like a big first step in doing that launching it the day before I turned 30, celebrating 10 years of this incredible thing, having immense gratitude for the experience, but also so much excitement for this next chapter that I know wouldn't have been possible without the first. So for those of you who feel a little stuck, know that you can turn the page at any time. Your life can be totally different after one decision if you fully commit to it, and that growth is imperative to life. And this entire conversation has actually made me reflect on one of my favorite podcast episodes that we had last year. It was with Kennedy Urich, who's an amazing TikToker. She's so funny. If you don't follow her, I absolutely love following her. But we did this great podcast episode that I thought was kind of going to be your traditional TikToker strategy interview and ended up being this super thoughtful kind of big sister, little sister episode where she taught me so much about her experience as a young woman on social media. I taught her about my experience over the last decade. And we were able to really kind of share our stories from our different experiences. She's in her young 20s and me about to turn 30. There was a moment where she looked at me during the interview and she was like, you know, people don't really talk enough about how much your 20s suck. And that hit me so hard because I was just like, look, they are so much fun, but they're also really challenging. And I think looking back to when I started Friend of a Friend at 20, I was a completely different person. I don't even know that person. I love her. She's a part of who I am now, but we're totally different people and her desires and and her strengths and weaknesses and the things that she wants to share with the world were so different than what they are now. For me now, I feel like I have a greater sense of focus. I know what my strength is. I know how I'm able to be of service to the people around me. And I have so much more experience that I'm excited to share. That 20-year-old had no idea. And back to Kennedy's point, which was so awesome, is that, you know, which I thought was so true is like, your 20s are rough. You're you're going through so many experiences that actually set up your entire life. You go to college, you make your friends there, you meet new friends out of school, you start your first job that sets you up for the rest of your career. Maybe you meet a partner that you end up marrying in your 30s. There is so much that goes on that defines the rest of your life. There's so much pressure. And I think what's actually really crazy about that too at the same time is like I don't think until maybe the past 6 months that I've really had this sense of beginning to know myself for the first time. Like, I only feel like now I'm beginning to understand who I am, trust myself, love myself. Like, all of that took me a really long time. And again, it's different for everybody. Some of you listening right now can completely disagree. But I just feel like I'm reaching a level of comfortability with myself that I never have. And I'm so excited to enter this new chapter of podcasting with that different sense of security and knowledge and expertise and just belief in myself. If you are in your 20s, I'm honestly really jealous. I hope you're having a great time, especially early 20s. That era was so much fun for me. I truly, I had like no worries. I just was like in college and trying everything and had the best time. Oh my God. So if you're there, live it up. It only goes uphill from here. But again, you go through so many things. And I will say the most uphill part is I feel like where I'm at now, I'm feeling really excited. I'm really, really, really good about this next chapter. So again, needless to say, all of these reasons are why I'm just thrilled to be announcing this rebrand today. I hope you guys are as excited as I am because 
I think this new chapter is just going to be so, so, so great. I hope you guys love the new cover art. I'm honestly obsessed with it. It went through so many different iterations. And honestly, like I had a whole separate shoot and like concept for a photo and it didn't end up resonating. And I was like, no, this isn't it. And then I realized that I had this photo that I had taken in my closet one day just to kind of show my space and like my vibe and the aura. And I was like, wait, why am I not using that picture that like is so me? Like this is me in a nutshell, like me in my skirt, my blazer, my little Prada shoes. And like, this is my dressing space. Like this is where I live every day. Like I share my content with you guys here. I record my podcast here. So I'm just really happy that this space and this photo feels so emblematic of me and the chapter that I'm in. And I hope you guys love it and think it's as cute as I do. Today's episode is brought to you by Vionic. You guys know my go-to destination for the best shoes. And springtime is right around the corner, which means that with warmer weather and more time on the go, you guys are going to need some new essentials for your closet. And Bionic now has Bionic Vitals, which is an incredible collection that has the best essentials to get you ready for the season. You'll be able to elevate your wardrobe with Bionic Vitals. It's a meticulously crafted collection with daily wear styles designed for perfection, where elegance, comfort, and versatility are paramount. They're vital for your wardrobe and vital for your well-being. My absolute favorite is the Uptown Loafer. There's 10 shades of premium suede and leather to choose from. They are so smartly decent to collapse flat. I'm heading to Fashion Week next week, and I cannot wait to pack these in my bag. They are so perfectly packable, and you guys know I'm a packing freak. I also love the Willa Slip-On Flat. If you are in the ballet flat world still, it is so cute. It combines really luxe materials with a seriously supportive footbed. There is also so much versatility with over 12 colors to complement any outfit year-round, day and night. Bionic has truly become my go-to for feeling good and looking good. They really engineer shoes that leave you feeling so energized and confident all day. Try them out. You can use my code LGD15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That's LGD15 at www.bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. The code's good for one-time use only, so make sure you get on it. Bionic shoes, they are wearable well-being for your feet. That's LGD15 at www.bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. I want to share with you guys a little bit about Let's Get Dressed and what to expect and what the name's about and how we got here. It's been a long journey, as I mentioned, a lot of different name iterations. There were some really fun ones in there. I really, they were like some sad ones that we had to let go of. But Let's Get Dressed, honestly, was the first name I came up with and it was the last one that I stuck with. It just felt like this like guttural, instinctual thing. It felt so galvanizing and like exciting. Like, Every time I said, let's get dressed. And also I knew there were so many other integrations, obviously that I could use it in an Instagram and TikTok and all these things. But I loved the idea of it feeling so simple, but just such a good indicator of what you were about to listen to and what it was about and how I was going to be of service in the episode. I also think that for me, something I've been exploring a lot of as I, again, go into my 30s and something that we actually talked about a lot of on the last ever friend of a friend episode last week is this idea of how nostalgia plays such a big role in the way that we get dressed every day. And every time I heard the phrase, let's get dressed, I felt like my body would instantly be teleported back to a time when I was young and I was getting ready to go somewhere with my mom or whatever it was. And she'd say, okay, honey, let's go get dressed. It just felt comforting and almost inviting. And that's the feeling that I want you guys to feel when you start a new episode of the show. I want you to feel invited into my closet. I want you to feel invited into the ideas and advice that I'm sharing with you and invited into a moment that has been so, so, so deeply impactful for me in my life. Like getting dressed every day has been 
that one moment that I have every day to myself. It's the moment where I can try new things, explore like different parts of my personality, learn more about myself. And I want you guys to know that every time you're listening to a new episode of Let's Get Dressed, that you too are being invited into that moment to learn something new about yourself, expand your personal style and try something new. So I love the name. It feels, of course, very straightforward, but I wanted you guys to know that it had that kind of background context to me of just this moment of community and something that, again, I felt so connected to from when I was little. Plus, like there's no better feeling like I've had so many moments where I've had like all my girlfriends over and or even in college, we're getting ready to go out to something and we're all having a drink and someone's like, okay, let's get dressed. And everyone like kind of runs to the closet. It's just so many of those communal moments that have meant so much to me in my life have been around getting dressed and have been around style. And so let's get dressed is a true ode to that. It's an ode to sitting in the closet with your friends, watching everybody get dressed. It's an ode to sitting there while your friends are cleaning out their closet. It's an ode to the moments maybe when you're alone in your closet, just really feeling yourself and looking good. It's an ode to all of that. A few things to expect. Of course, I said the show's not going to change too much. For the past six months, I have been secretly prepping you guys to get ready for this rebrand. We've really focused on fashion in the past six months, whether it's through solo episodes or interviews with amazing designers and friends in the fashion community. And let's get dressed. It's going to be a deeper investigation into that. You can expect interviews with amazing designers, some you know, and maybe some you don't know, which is even better. I want to show you guys new people to love and support in the industry. You'll get, of course, solo episodes from me behind the scenes of fashion weeks around the world, working with incredible brands, events, and all the things. And then, of course, there'll be episodes filled with advice from my experience in the fashion industry, whether it's how to find your personal style, the background of an incredible show that we just saw, new things in my cart, shopping edits, Q&As, and so much more. I'm truly over the moon about this new era. I'm so excited to be here. As I mentioned earlier, still new episodes every Monday. Next week is going to be our first deep dive episode of Let's Get Dressed. Today, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of insight into my brain and what I've been thinking through and where I'm at with the show. I'm so excited. So again, I love you guys so much. I'm so grateful for this community. Thank you for showing up for me every day for the past few years. I'm just so excited about this new era. Now, of course, I'm not going to leave you guys hanging without some fashion stuff. Before we head off into the week, I have to share some amazing things that have been going on in the industry a little teaser of what's to come in Let's Get Dressed. I don't think we can do an episode without talking about the recent Margiela show. I don't think that the industry feels the same after the recent couture week in Paris. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like at least my TikTok and Instagram has been inundated with the beautiful collections from couture now more than ever. And while, of course, we have new seasons all the time, this one felt so particularly moving. The Margiela show, again, was next level, designed by John Galliano. And honestly, of course, one of the more beautiful shows that I've ever seen. But I think really for me as an older millennial who has only in her life really been able to reference great fashion from vintage archives or moments where I've wished I've been there, this felt like the show that the next generation or the two generations above are going to be like, damn, I wish I was there for that. Or I wish I was alive for that. What was that like when that happened? That's how I felt about the show. I, the set itself really teleported me. I felt like I was in a 1930s bar, pre-cell phone era, really dimly lit, a lot of smoke in the air. It just felt that enough viscerally teleported me. But the clothes for me were the thing that I think took me to a whole other universe. Like Galliano's mind is something that has so 
deeply influenced fashion today. And I think anytime we get a glimpse into it, into full force, it reminds us of our roots in fashion, especially in a time where we're talking about AI and, you know, we shop online. Like this took me back to the roots of fashion, why we love fashion. Everything was extreme. The proportions, the padded hips, the really kind of fun and different hair. There was chiffon, the corsetry. Everything felt so doll-like. And of course, on top of that, Pat McGrath did the makeup and she had this like glossy doll. It was amazing. There are some videos where you can see the models taking off that gloss layer and the way that they just completely transform. This was a show for the generation. Like this was that show that teleported you to another time and really showed you the limits of fashion. This was art. This is something that wasn't just clothes walking down a runway with zero expression on their faces. This was theater. The model's kind of danced and swayed down the floor and used the props and sat in front of the attendees and the makeup. This was pure art. And it was a fantasy. I was truly teleported. And I know I've been going on and on and on about this show, but truly, if you have not seen this show and you are someone who loves fashion, this is a show that you need to print out, deeply investigate, put it on your Pinterest board, because to me, it is what fashion is all about. Creativity, art, theater, and creating another world being able to allow people who are wearing these clothes to become different people. And it was just so beautiful. I could go on and on. I'm going to stop now because there are other things that are going on. But again, it was one of those moments that did two things for me. One, it reignited every single bit of my being that loves fashion. And also, I think the best part of that is it did the same for so many people in my community. I was online and every person that I love and admire in fashion was talking about this show and how it just moved them to bits. And that to me just feels good. Everyone just feeling so reignited, especially again, during a time where we're talking about AI, Vogue walkouts are happening. There's so much that can shake our belief in fashion and editorial. And this just felt like it came at the perfect time to give people a little bit of that hope. And the other part of it is that just reminds us all that good design, good clothes really is the thing that gets people talking. It's not the simulation at the show. It's not the performance art. It's good clothes. That's what it's all about. Anyways, I'm sure that I will bring this show up many other times on the pod, but just some food for thought on what we should be focusing on in fashion right now, which is the art of it, the creativity of it. And I hope that we see more of it, especially as we're about to go into fashion month. On that note, fashion week is this week, starting this Friday in New York, going to next Wednesday. Then as you guys know, we go to London, we go to Milan, we go to Paris. It's a whole month. So make sure your Instagrams are primed. Make sure you're following all the creatives you want to follow as they head to all of the shows around the world. I am so excited. I'm going to be heading to New York this week. I'll be home for two weeks. And then I'm going to Paris for my first time since before COVID. I haven't been to Paris Fashion Week in a long, long, long time. And I'm very excited. A lot's changed in my career since then. And I just can't wait to be back and experience that really fun creative energy that's always at Paris Fashion Week. Also, quick note, I'll be on the Today Show on February 9th in the morning. We're going to be talking all about Valentine's Day looks. So if you're looking for something for date night, for Valentine's Day night, maybe for a night in with your significant other, or if you are a mom looking for cute looks for your kids, tune in at 9.30 a.m. local time. I've got you covered. Really great affordable affordable looks. Remember, everything under $100. It's going to be a great show. So mark your calendars. And last little tidbit before I sign off, if you are in L.A., please go check out the new Tory Burch concept store on Melrose and La Cienega. And if you are not in LA, plan a trip and come and visit because it is such a cool store. It's actually a concept store in collaboration with 
Umberto Leon, who is an artist that Tori has worked with multiple times in the past. I believe this is actually one of their, I think like third or fourth pop-up shops that they've done with him. But the entire thing is about cats. Some of you might say like, this is so random. Why is Tori Birch doing a store about cats? But if you walk into the store, I kid you not, the artist's photos of cats up close are all over the walls, the floor, and there are beams in the store of like that cat material for scratch pads everywhere. There are like strawberry vases and there was actually a cat at the opening party. It was so cute. And I think there was something about this that made me creatively think differently about what a collaboration could be and how successful it could be, no matter how niche it is. Like this is a very, very, very niche thing for Tori Burch to do. It's not like Tori Burch has been known for cats in her past, right? Like it's not like the cat is part of her brand. If anything, I would say like her dog to me feels more emblematic of the brand. But even then, like not a lot of people know about her dog. While this seems so off-brand and random, I think the way that they went into this pop-up using different elements that feel so Tory and so feminine and so girly is what made it work. And I know I often talk about on this podcast, like collaborations that just make sense, like Nike Jacques Mousse, like Nike finding an amazing designer, emerging designer that everybody loves, using that IP to create amazing merchandise from Nike. Collabs that just make sense, you know? This off the bat, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is a collab that makes sense. They really push that creative boundary of what a collaboration could be. And it's such an experience. Like I've been there twice already. I absolutely love it. I've heard through the grapevine that the store is actually going to be there for the next year because they're renovating the Rodeo location. So it's just such a great masterclass in branding. If you're someone who is in the branding space and you're interested in understanding collaborations and how you know two brands work together, go check out this pop-up because it's such a great, again, masterclass in two maybe really unlikely partners finding those in-between synergies that can just work and make it mutually beneficial for both, but also create this really cool different piece of art that gets people talking. Like I have had so many people hit me up and be like, what? I'm confused. I need to go see that. Like, what is that? Like sometimes the obvious thing is not the answer. And that very much was the case here for this new Tory Burch store. Also, obviously, in a fantastic location, so walkable, around the corner from Alfred and Malrose Place, it's going to be a hit. All right, guys, fun little recap. I'm so, so truly thrilled to be here and have this out in the world and for you guys to enjoy it. I cannot wait for the weeks ahead. I'm so grateful for all of your support. My DMs are always open, as you guys know. You can DM me anytime, style advice, questions about the industry, questions about anything I talked about today. I'm always here for you. While we're closing out, if you guys could do me one favor as we close out this episode, please leave a review for our new era. It's really going to help the show grow. It's really going to help us find new listeners and really allow me to help so many more people figure out how to get dressed every day and wear the things that they love, which I'm so excited about doing. So if you go on Apple Podcasts, scroll down a little bit and just leave. It could be one sentence, whatever it is, your favorite part about today, what you're excited about to hear and let's get dressed. Maybe a favorite piece of advice that I've shared, whatever it is. Just leave us a review. We would so, so, so appreciate it. Thank you guys again. We'll see you next week for another episode of Let's Get Dressed.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.